This is the Yob ConvoCast. One-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends, and welcome to the Yob ConvoCast conversations with beloved humans in and around the Yob orbit. I'm really excited today because this is something that doesn't happen like hardly ever. Doesn't hardly ever happen. We're talking with a woman today. <laughs> Scandalous. A woman and your other brothers. No, I'm, I've been looking forward to a conversation like this for quite a while now. It's been a long time coming. Um, we've been putting out the, the sparrow signal, as I say, putting out the sparrow signal for the better part of a year now, just asking, um, asking your audience, letting our audience know rather that we're exploring this idea of a your other sisters community. What once was a running joke called the Yas, the Yas joke in our community. Um, you know, it's less of a joke now. It's not funny anymore. It's a real thing. We're talking about it. We're getting closer and closer. And um, this is a big week because if you read our blog, you might have read her blog. It came out a few days ago. Um, and now we get to talk to the woman, the sister herself that we're talking to. It's Aaron. What's up, Aaron? Hey, Tom. How's it going? It's going so well. How do you feel? Are you excited to be... You're in, I also, also need to say, normally, like 98% of the time, these conversations happen over Zoom, but you are I'm here. two feet, three I'm feet away from me. You're yeah. like right here in my room. That's so cool. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for being my like in-studio guest. This is, this feels like I've arrived. <laughs> it feels like I've arrived. What do you mean? <laughs> it's like you, you drove here, you came here, you're in my studio space. You're like, you see all the yob memorabilia on the walls yeah, it's like warner brothers studio tour <laughs> right. in here but it's like yob edition and you can see the dumpsters right outside my window it's so great no it's a beautiful blue ridge day here today and i'm just really excited i'm excited to have an input studio guest i'm excited it's you i'm excited we get to talk to you get to meet you um you wrote this blog about how your other brothers has impacted your life and maybe hopes for the future for a group of women. So we're going to talk about all of that today. I expect this to be a jam-packed episode. The hourglass is already running, Aaron, but I've already told you, and I hope the other boys who have been on this podcast previously aren't offended, but I was like, I think we can probably disregard the hourglass. It's going to be mostly there for decoration and for the ritual. Like I I just, I have the the rhythm now of turning over the hourglass to start these episodes. But um, I think we'll have a substantive conversation that probably goes longer than 30 minutes. We've hung out so many times now. I got to connect with you through some mutual friends. Or like, when was that? Like almost a year ago? Almost, yeah. Like in March, it would have been. Yeah, last year. spring, I think it was. Yep. So so we've been friends and talking now for almost a year, having lots of conversations. You've been around and you don't live too far away. Do you want to share a little bit about yourself and, and just introduce yourself to our sparrows listening? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Erin. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, so about two hours away for those who are not familiar. Um, feel bad for you. So sorry. <laughs> queen city. Um, queen, the queen city. And I work for two nonprofits in Charlotte. I've been there for about four years in Charlotte, not the nonprofits because mm. I'm a typical millennial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we heart our millennials and yeah, we're like mostly a millennial community, but we were trying to expand. We're trying to expand our horizons a little bit. Hey, yeah. Yeah, in more ways than one, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, so I 
yeah, I've been in Charlotte for about four years and I'm really involved in my community and the church that I've been attending. And I have actually been listening to Yob for almost that long. Wow. Yeah. And did you did you discover Yob from a friend? Is that how you learned about our community word of mouth? I did. He was kind of like, hey, uh, there's this podcast that I think you should listen to. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that in your blog, which is yeah. so fun. Like to me, that to me was when Yob turned a corner when I started hearing from people say that, oh, yeah, I heard about it from a friend. Because up until like, you know, for the first few years we existed, people would only find out about us through a Google search or through <laughs> if you follow hashtags on certain social media outlets or whatever, like maybe you'll click your way around and find your way to, to your other brothers. But but increasingly, like hearing that people heard about it from a friend like that to me is the not that there's anything lesser of value to finding us through a Google search or anything, but it's special, mm-hmm. especially when when someone can verbalize this thing to you instead of you having to happenstance find it googling it so i don't know it's just really fun i'm glad glad you found us what was like yeah like when the when this friend told you about your other brothers like what was going through your mind what was going through your head as you heard about it and then as you first listened to your first episode do you remember what your first episode was yeah what i was do it? okay so that was back in 2018 2018 and my first episode was on vulnerability. Okay. Um, so I didn't go all the way back, but I went to an episode that had like recently okay. came out and I was really drawn to, I mean, the topic itself is, <laughs> it does require to be trans, uh, like does require transparency, mm-hmm. but I was impressed that, wow, this conversation is being led by Christian men. Um, and part of it was, you know, my friend had said like, oh yeah, this is a, it's like a, a side B podcast. And I had, I had known side B because I studied sociology and I took a class on the different sides. So way before. This is in academia now? It the was. Sides? Even in, even in 2013. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. So no I, idea. I knew about the sides before. Probably most of our side B people knew. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We Um, get that all the time. They're like, I had no idea there was a name for this or a label for this. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. I didn't know that you knew that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm I'm familiar with that kind of um, train of thought. And, you know, I'm always into building empathy for other perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a good ally, I started listening and I was just hooked. I was hooked on the storytelling type of format. And like I said before, the some of the most vulnerable conversations I had ever heard coming from a Christian, especially like a Christian male. Um, so I started benefiting just from all the different topics. I mean, I was thinking on the way over here, like, I really don't think I ever heard a Christian say the word masturbation. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah. Until until the Yob episode, I was like, wow, they're talking about things that I have never heard anyone talk about out loud and vocalize in, in a way that was, I don't know, like, not necessarily dignifying, but in a way that, w- that it just made it real. Mm. It wasn't like this 
fake thing that other people deal with or right. the world yeah the entire world like <laughs> the world look at answer. art look at like world art and you'll find evidence um yeah i was just really drawn in by the vulnerability it was very refreshing i just come from being overseas and uh was back in an american church um and was struggling i was struggling a lot i was struggling a whole lot and in that time i had done a lot of work kind of reconciling and reconnecting with my ethnic identity as someone who is is a both and in a lot of different ways but mm-hmm. ethnically i am as well i'm indigenous my mom is indigenous my dad is uh, white he comes from mm. European ancestry. Um, and I had just been doing so much work in that area. Um, and so much work in the area of like being comfortable with being a woman. Um, because that was something that I just, I just knew like, that's not the best way to survive in this world. Mm -hmm. And if I can just mimic behaviors that I see that are like more prescribed to be masculine, then I can survive better in this world. Yeah, I was I was in full survival mode and I was not yet ready to examine um the sexuality part for me. That's a big step to take, yeah. In this life we have so many other things to figure out and then sexuality sometimes will will take a while. I have a couple of things I wanted to say real quick. So yeah, masturbation, saying that out loud is it didn't it wasn't as hard, but I I definitely remember like blogging that word a few times because I had that same response where it's like ingrained in me, like I can't say that word like mm-hmm. that's i might call it something else or call it the m word or i don't know like not use every single syllable of that word um so maybe by the time we started saying it on the podcast i'd already sort of gotten used to it by typing it out but that's so funny that you uh had that reaction because i think that's revealing i think so much about our christian culture that it's like mm-hmm. we can't even talk about this thing that everybody knows about and everyone has a relationship with one way shape or form like that to me is um you know, one of the the hallmarks, I think, of our community with the vulnerability piece and and talking about the things that I feel like a lot of Christian men, Christian circles where it's not treated with, um, I don't know, just like a sense that we're all, we're all dealing with it to some degree. Let's talk about it. And I love that you have that. I also wanted to give a shout out to our dear Navajo friend, Matthew. Yeah. Do you, you, you have like a comrade, mm-hmm. a comrade in this community? Yeah, I remember that was a a big thing for me too i remember the first episode that he was co-hosting and i was like oh my gosh that's so oh that's gotta be so cool that yeah you could hear someone with a native background is that the right way to say it i want to be correct here i mean every person will in a like respectfully every person will have a different opinion sure sure um if Matthew were here, he would like shout at me something like, no, you're supposed to call me this. Or like ultimately I would prefer to be preferred or prefer to be called by my tribes, but okay, like yeah. in a general solidarity context, like talking about Matt and I, or Matthew and I. Either one, Matt or Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. That's talking about us. I I would say indigenous or. Native. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. He's uh. We'll have to get him back on the show. He always loves coming on this show to yell at me and give me his perspective on a host of things. But yeah, shout out, shout out to him and anyone else listening with that background. That's super cool that you have that as part of your story as well, in addition to everything else. Um, 
So yeah, what I really loved about your blog, I haven't mentioned much about your blog yet, but your blog, which was beautiful and great, I would have, I would have loved it to be oh. twice as long or have it be a series or something. But for what it was, like having a post to get to meet you, um, because I think it's so interesting, you know, over the years, we've heard from women about this. And, and sometimes people have asked me, like, is there a community like this for women? Like, we'll get to that in a second. Um, and then other times it's just women just being super supportive and just being like, man, like my best, I've had a couple people I actually remember one writing me a letter once and being like, man, my best friend, you know, he's gay and I know he loves this community and loves your show. And I just wanted to encourage you to keep going. And like that comes, that's come up at least a few times, these precious women reaching out just to support what they're doing, not even necessarily being gay or queer or bi or same-sex attracted themselves, but they're just wanting to support our community. And I just, um, I don't know, I just found it super impactful when I found out about you and we started first started meeting you. Um, me and my friends like about a year ago, like to just, if nothing else, if nothing comes from our conversations to like learn like, oh, there's a woman out there who like lives really close. She lives nearby and she has been blessed by this community, which is predominantly geared toward men. But like the fact that you've taken something out of it um, has been just like super cool because that would have never been on my radar whatsoever from the beginning, I essentially writing off half of humanity, like this is not for them. <laughs> and certainly within that other 50% of the male audience, it's going to be a very small niche audience that this is for. But uh, I've been surprised over the years just to see who finds our content and who relates with it, connects with it. So, so it's just been awesome to be able to connect with you like that. Likewise, it's been really humbling. Um, and it's been really sweet the past year to have like a parasocial relationship <laughs> like oh okay I'm actually meeting Tom and I feel like I know him but mm. no I've literally just been listening to your voice for three years yeah yeah and to actually like introduce myself and get some context as to who I am and um just some goals and some mm. blind spots that I see this is what's great about connecting because I've gotten to connect with probably hundreds at this point of people who listen to us or read us. And um, it's always that fun tension of like when you meet someone for the first time, like they've either read my blog or my books or listened to dozens of episodes of the podcast. And they know me probably better than I know myself in some ways. Like they'll remember stories that I shared. Those like, oh, did I, did I share that Ooh. on this show? <laughs> Oops. Oh, well, it's out there. Um, but then I don't know anything about them. And so it's really fun then to like turn the tables. Like they've listened to me for untold numbers of hours and now tell me your story and tell me let me learn about a little bit about you and so um so that's what's been great about getting to connect with you and then and then putting your blog out there for people to listen to read rather we have we'll have a link to it in this episode description so go check out Aaron's blog if you want to read more about her story about your other brothers because because I think what I want to do now just for the rest of our time um unless there's anything else you want to share about your life you can feel free to bring that up as we go but I wanted to shift gears to this whole your other sisters um community because you've been talking you've been making the rounds you've been you know we've been putting it out there for several months now that we have this thing that we're exploring this women's community um and we've gotten like i don't know a dozen or so emails maybe more than that i don't know mm -hmm. but at least a dozen emails messages from women all over the place and and just i've just basically been funneling them your direction like i hope you guys hit it off like i'm not talking to any of them like other than that initial message you know just sending them to aaron and hoping that you guys are having great conversations and um and as we explore this as a leadership team within your other brothers just exploring like what would that look like logistically organizationally like how do we how do we have two separate but equal branches of government or whatever oh, the metaphor no. is 
<laughs> to get all government on everyone. But we want it to be, yeah, we want it to be a community that looks a lot like the other one, but obviously has distinct parts to it as well. And, and a group of women are going to be different than a group of men. But but if we're all in this your other family, mm-hmm. so to speak, then how do we how do we all live together under one roof, metaphorically speaking? So, um, so I'm just curious, yeah, how that journey went from like this is for you versus maybe this could be a thing for not just you as one person, one listener, one woman out there, but potentially potentially a whole community out there. Yeah. I feel like ever since I became a Christian, when the Christian faith was like my own, I felt that I would be in a type of shepherding or ministerial role, um, acknowledging my own convictions in like, church and how um I view church bodies but then also um embracing this all the ways that women can serve the church um shepherding I believe is one um and I think I just needed some time when I I, I'll say this later and then I kind of touch on it a bit in the blog but my coming out to myself process was very much like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, mm, that's, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily having to totally reconsider life as a whole, but it definitely put together, put pieces together. Um, and it put together pieces as to why I was connected to so many queer individuals, um, in church or out of church. Um, and I think I always saw the lack, even when I, I hadn't explored my own sexuality for the, for so many years, I saw that lack that Christians, um, who are not straight tend to be lost within the cracks of church life either in an extremely like being kicked out or just not really um having a place outside of being that one random single person in a small group of mm-hmm. 10 families um been there yeah yeah um to be able to see the gap and then to explore my own sexuality and just be more honest with myself and then to also acknowledge you know i i practice a form of hospitality that goes beyond sharing a meal together it goes with you know communing together under one purpose acknowledging that especially sexual minorities in this side b type of world need need each other um, coming together because of our commonalities and finding a place amongst siblings. Mm. Um, so acknowledging all that and then just acknowledging my personality, like, all right, if I see a problem, then I'll probably do whatever is in my power to <laughs> do something about it. Yeah. Um, I think all of that came together with me just randomly sending you a message like, hey, <laughs> Have you thought about this? Have oh, you yes. Thought about your other sisters and and I I said you know and you know you you probably receive 
a ton of messages. Anybody can can send a message Mm -hmm. saying whatever they want. And I said something like, you know, I'm really interested in this, blah, blah, blah. And I meant it. Like, I I wasn't just saying that. And I know that it's an easy thing to kind of get in the hype or get in the hype of an idea to be like, oh, that sounds really great. I want to be a part of that. But, but for it to come from a place of, you know, like this is so congruent with my own values and the group of people that I find a home with and the group of people that are so underserved in the church and a group that brings so much or could bring so much to the church that there needs to be people that are shepherding them, helping them to be able to, to exist in church life, even if they might be the one queer person there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was so cool. Like when you messaged me and you were like, no, like I'm, I'm serious. Like, cause I, we, like I said, we got messages over the years from other women or men for that matter, but asking if a women's community existed and to which then I, I responded, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I can point you to some female authors out mm-hmm. there and, and that's something it's not nothing, but it's something. Um, but similarly to how Yob started, I was like, why is there not like a website out there of men just blogging about not just issues of sexuality? Cause there's, um, you know, there's a blog called spiritual friendship, which was, um, which was out there back in the day. It's not as common anymore to see posts on there, but like, mm-hmm. you know, they have, they have some posts, but like to have this, this community where, sexuality and masculinity and faith and all of these nitty gritty topics that don't get discussed hardly ever. Like, where's that space? Why does it not exist? Why do, why do I have to create it? Like, why mm-hmm. can't I, because I'll pledge $5 a month, $10 a month, $25 a month to make that happen. But, but it wasn't out there really. And so same thing. It's like with this women's community, like, why does that not exist? And you were the first person that came along that wanted to, we're interested in exploring that and of, of like having some sort of an ownership in that or co-ownership in that of making something like that happen. And it was so cool to, again, the fact that we have mutual friends and the fact that you're close by, it's been awesome to just have this natural conduit. You're not someone on the other side of the world. Not that we couldn't have conversations through the wonders of zoom. Um, every so often we could have done that, but the fact that you've been, you know, I've gotten to hang out with you half a dozen times now, it seems like over the last year and lots of phone calls along the way. And so it's been cool to be able to, um, yeah, just to keep exploring that. And like, you've been able now to have all these conversations. It looks like with these, with these women, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been able to pretty much connect with almost every person. That's so that, cool. That, uh, that sent a message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then some, so people that I, um, know through various other Facebook groups yeah. and, um, just in, in my personal life as well. I've been able to connect with about 30 or so. Yeah, about 30. It's a pretty sizable, yeah, a little group yeah. at this point. That's that's so cool. And hopefully, Lord willing, there are women out there listening to this episode or read your yeah. blog and or read your blog, and maybe you'll hear from 30 more. Wouldn't that be a great thing? <laughs> this is not just um, an abstract, it's not an abstract yeah. concept of a woman anymore it's me yeah know? i was gonna say it's like it's been a long time coming to like because there was there's a bit of like a philosophical dilemma it's like well we called your other brothers can we have a woman 
blog on our site? Like, what would that look like? Because we've actually been talking about it as a leadership team for a couple of years now. Like, what if somebody's wife wanted to maybe write mm-hmm. a guest post and get the other side of the spectrum of like someone in a mixed orientation marriage? Because we have plenty of those in our community. Like, like that would seem appropriate and that would make sense. Or what if, um, or like, what if like a mom or something who mm-hmm. loves what we're doing and just wanted to give a mother's perspective on all of this, on sexuality, on faith and everything. What if she wanted to write a guest post? And so, so when we were already kind of in that headspace and then you came along, I was like, yeah, eventually if she's up for it, if she, uh, wants to write a blog, I think, I think Aaron would be the best first woman to ever write on your other brothers that we could have. So you have that wow. honor to your name, <laughs> that feather in your cap. So yeah. there, there you go. So we'll see. Like I'm, I'm gonna encourage people. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with Aaron, shoot us an email, contact at yourotherbrothers.com, and then um, I'll shoot you a message back, and I'll send you a little forward to Aaron, who will then talk with you from there. And I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure some yeah. there's gonna be at least one person listening right now that's ready to take that jump. Like you said, yeah. it's not an abstract idea anymore. This is like a legitimate conversation that we're having, and you continue to have. And I promise, you know, I. It'll be a fun time. Even if you don't want to talk that much, I will fill in the space. <laughs> and I'm also okay with silence. So don't let any of those things <laughs> scare you away. Whatever you need, whatever level of com- communication and conversation you have. I wanted to circle back a little bit to your story and um, and just kind of like touch, some, touch on some things that maybe we could have touched on in the first five minutes. How would you identify yourself? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We love so. label conversations in this community. <laughs> it's so exciting. Um, like sexuality wise. Yeah. Um, I would say that I would I am most comfortable with queer, but then probably bisexual, pansexual, I would say yes to either. Yeah. Um same sex attracted, depending on who I'm talking to. Yeah. You know, I, Ultimately, I want people to hear what I'm saying and not a label that I'm using. So I tend to, I may tend to explain what I mean instead of just saying like, yeah, I'm queer, <laughs> get over it. <laughs> right. Um, because that doesn't go over well um, most of the time. With like-minded people and just in general, like I I really like queer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of gone the same way and, and not in the bi sense because I'm very much attracted predominantly, mostly exclusively to men, but, but exchanging queer and gay for same sex attracted, like it really just depends who I'm talking to. I'm not going to put up a huge fuss one way or another that I need you to label me this way. Um, which if that's not your story, that's fine. If that's, if if you really are more like, no, this is how I want to be identified for sure. Um, I respect that too. But for me, I've always been kind of a little, like it's not the end of the world that certain people just, refuse to label me this way or, or I just want to like yeah. enlighten I just want to enlighten anyone with uh whatever side of the spectrum they're on Christian or otherwise like you know I can be I feel like even even any of those one labels I just rattle off it doesn't feel perfect like no. there's there's a gap in all of them so I recognize the limitations of the English language sometimes if I could mm-hmm. if I could just invent a word that would define my sexuality I would love to do that that'd be fun maybe I could one day but yeah. it is what it is that sexuality a- is messy that could be a whole podcast episode of like the pre- prefixes and sexuality. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the prefix "by," like when you say we meet biweekly, even even native English speakers. So a little bit more background: I am a trained English language teacher. So wow, of, and I have yeah. an English degree. So oh, we wow. <laughs> we love the English language today. Yeah. Um. 
so even the prefix by is really confusing mm. to native English speakers because there's oftentimes where people will say, do you mean every two weeks? Or twice a week. Or twice a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So exactly. even, yeah, like even prefixes like that can be confusing upon regular usage. Um, and those things were created by people who don't have to interact with those prefixes otherwise mm. very much. And considering like how mysterious God is, I would say this, you know, sexuality is, is something created by God that is so complex and so mysterious as well. Yeah. Um, hard to quantify, but we try. Yeah. We try. <laughs> we try. Yeah. I, the reason I bring this up, well, A, to learn about you. So that's very interesting to learn a little bit about your sexuality and identification. Um, but also just in navigating this terrain with you, it seems like by and large, I mean, this is, this is something that's super exciting. Like if, if indeed your other sister's forms, like to be able to form the compare and contrast, like how are we all similar? How do we diverge and how do, how are we all differently? Um, cause we did a, we did a little Kinsey scale exercise at the retreat this year. Um, I don't know if I've shared about that or if I shared the results from that, because I asked everybody on their registration form to rate their sexuality on the Kinsey scale zero to six. I just, we were going to do it for a, an exercise at the retreat. Um, so for those that don't know, zero being like exclusively heterosexual, mm-hmm. you know, straight as you can be straight as an arrow or whatever the metaphor is. And then a six, you know, gay as all get out as homosexual as you can possibly imagine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what do you think? I'm going to, this is, this is oh, a little fun. This is, we did it a part of a little, we did a little quiz show competition. And so this was part of the, the quiz show at the retreat was like asking the tribes to vote on what you think the collective Kinsey scale of our 50, we had 50 attendees. Mm. What do you think it would using one decimal place? So on a scale of zero to six, Straight to gay. How how gay were we? <laughs> this is the oh. like, so listeners, if you're at home, lock in your answers. You have five I seconds. Know. Lock in your lock answers. In. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's copyrighted. I don't know if it is or not. Actually, public <laughs> happy birthday. To <laughs> there we go. It's fine. We're we're clear. Um, maybe like. <laughs> I feel there. like I could get canceled at any. No, this is totally <laughs> no. I yeah, you're good. Uh, maybe four. Okay, maybe four. interesting, interesting. You know, I don't know the exact number. I know I'm close. If I'm not saying this correct, um, I know it's at least around five point six. Okay, five point okay. six. So it's well. very gay, very very gay. Um, <laughs> you know, because we have a few married guys and yeah. other guys that identify. I know for sure would use the language of bi. But by and large, a mostly exclusively male attracted community, at least, I mean, I, I'd like to think the retreat's a little bit of a snapshot of the greater community. It's not very scientific to say that that represents all, all of Yab, but I think the guys that come to our retreat, the ones that are the most involved in our community, um, I think that was a pretty fair representation that it's, you know, you might have someone that might identify as, as bi or, um, or queer using other labels that, that are a little more fluid, but for the most part, attract men. Contrast maybe with your other sister's community or the women you've been talking to, it seems like, from what I've heard, that it's maybe a little less gay. It doesn't mean, yeah, you're not, you don't still have a same-sex attraction component to this community, but it seems a little more fluid. Is that fair to say? I think so. Oh, that's, that's, that, mm, that whole concept is a good potential (laughs) Podcast, podcast topic. We're making lots of notes yeah. for like hour-long shows to, to do. 
Because then I think in a lot of female queer circles, people say, um, I'm like 10-90 ratio, 10% attracted uh-huh. to men, 90% attracted to women, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, as far as our community goes, yeah, I would, I mean, from the outside, someone might say, oh, well, you guys are a little bit more straight because there's there's people who are. There's a lot of people who are involved with a man, mm-hmm. including myself. Um, but hard to quantify, like, yeah. perception of, you know, like, who who is catching someone's eye versus, like, oh, are you, you're married to a man, so obviously you're a little bit more <laughs> straight than everybody else. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, because, I mean, marriage is, like, a very convenient thing to do. In a way. <laughs> it's so convenient. Like, in a way. That's what the church wants us to do. Exactly. Get married already. Yeah. In that way, it's convenient because that that's sense. kind of what's expected, especially in women, I uh-huh. would say. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, there's there's stereotypes either way of, like, weird, older, single people, but there's, like, insulting names <laughs> for, for women who are that, like, the spinster, like, the old... Yeah hag type of um thing but um it's definitely it's definitely a lot more varied in in terms of experience and i keep saying people because there are some humans that i have talked to that are non non-binary that are kind of yeah hanging out with us as well um yeah, there's there's a lot of different experiences. Some married with kids, some married, some in a relationship. Others who um, are uh, looking for a more celibate or like a, a celibate um, adult experience, I guess mm-hmm. you would say. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned like non-binary people as well, which I would love. Like this, this always like what's so exciting about not only potentially creating a your other sisters community is like continuing to cast the vision forward and be like, like who else would benefit from stories that reflect something about who they are and having a space for non-binary people, someone mm-hmm. who doesn't fit neatly on one side of masculinity or femininity or, um, or just finding, finding other conversations to, to, to meet them where they are. Like, I think that's what's really exciting about zooming out. Like I think, something that I've thought a lot about in all of these discussions, both with you and, and our leadership team with Yab is um, just getting a little more creative about using our imaginations and how, how God maybe wants to continue to grow our community, not just in the same direction, which is this pretty much the direction we started from, which was just, you know, 10 guys blogging. And then all of a sudden we start a Patreon and people start joining that. And, and that's been one direction of growth, but like, what if there's this whole other direction of growth um, to include women, to include non-binary people, to to include moms and dads mm-hmm. and pastors and and other churches and straight people for that matter. Like I would love to just ex- continue to explore. I'm not saying that this is or isn't going to happen, but I think just being in a state of exploration now that we've been around for a few years, I think is cool to just uh, to just like yeah, open open the box and see like what what toys can we play with and how can mm-hmm. we build another Lego castle for the women? <laughs> oh my we, gosh. And how can we, yeah, just see <laughs> how what happens How can the women next. build their own Lego castle Ooh, with you guys? That would be fun. Connecting moat. 
<laughs> let's build yeah our lego castle you build yours and then we have this moat or this bridge or this right. thing that connects the two yeah it's I'm just sorry. it's just been a really cool process to be to be a part of and so um so we don't have anything anything to announce as of yet but the the sparrow signal still remains in the sky um so shoot me an email pass it along to to Aaron and we're continuing to have these conversations here in 2023 and I think I think we're getting somewhere I think we're getting yeah. it's like if nothing else you've gotten to connect with all these couple dozen people and to have all the conversations y'all have been having and and now for if if nothing else were to ever happen and I'm confident that things will happen but even if nothing else were to happen from this moment forward and I never hear from you again the fact that you've been able to form this community with these women and have this conversation with them um has been super cool to to be a part of that process so it's just been fun yeah um our group kind of formed in july have like a group chat and um i hosted a game night over zoom fun yeah super fun i was a little bit nervous about it just like i just get nervous what do you play over zoom (laughs) What, what kind of games can you play on zoom Oh, there's a, I mean, you can do like Jackbox games or Pictionary. Okay. There's all these free options that are totally virus free. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. Okay. Okay. Um, but honestly, we, I think I told you, but we did not play games. We only played games for like five minutes. <laughs> Wait a minute. So and- <laughs> game night was a bust, but it wasn't a bust is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, I, I kind of figured this might happen. We ended up talking for four hours. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> a win. <laughs> and we played games for like five. But I think it's just very telling of, of the nature of how um, women are socialized to interact with each other and how deeply we have been willing to go with each other without a lot of scaffolding. Yeah. Um, and I think to go back to the very beginning, talking about how a friend referred me to this podcast, I would have never reached out or like Googled this. I would have never Googled it. <laughs> what would you um, have Googled? <laughs> um, yeah. People who affirm Christian Orthodox <laughs> sexual ethic, but aren't scared of Google, the label queer. <laughs> Google would have looked back at you and label. just been like, like shrug, I don't know. Shrug emoji. Like, what is like, that? Like, try again. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I personally wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but because a friend had suggested immediately, I didn't even think twice. I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I, mm-hmm. I hadn't even known. I didn't know anything about y'all, but I knew my friend. So I obviously checked it out. That was, uh, that's how my this brain is, works. This is a, just a, a call to anyone listening that if you have friends, share you up with them. Share yeah. you up with a friend. There's one friend out there, I'm confident in your life if you're listening right now, there's one friend out there that straight or, or gay or otherwise yeah. that I think would benefit from just new perspectives, one episode. Like pick out your favorite episodes, mm-hmm. send them that link. Aaron, I know you had a lot to say about the second adolescence episode. We don't have time to yeah. that. You mentioned that in your blog, though, and how that was a very meaningful episode for you. So mm-hmm. people can just read the blog about that. But you and I have talked about, like, what would that look like, I think, for, like, a podcast for both men and women to discuss these things instead of just men all the time. So I think that could be cool. Again, it's like opening up the toolbox, opening up the 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 toy chest. Like, you know, what could we build? Like, 
I think the idea of having a women's podcast, certainly for, for women's, a lot of women's issues, I think would be really cool. But then what if there was another show that was like for men and for women that we can like come together on opposing sides of things and see yeah. things from different angles, you know, and have that same conversation, but together, I think, you know, there's so much fun that can be played with and had with the right community and the right people. So, um, so I'm looking forward to that day and then we can maybe start to start to do that. Yeah. I have a list. You have a list um, <laughs> of episodes of, of yeah. topics. Oh my <laughs> of, gosh. Of different topics. And yeah, I, I feel like there's so much that would be beneficial to discuss together. And then especially like when considering the tagline of Yob, the three things, you know, masculinity, sexuality, mm-hmm. and faith, the relationship between femininity and women, it's going to be really different <laughs> because... Ooh, it's teaser. Yeah, yeah. That that could be like a series. Uh, you know, I've, I'm already thinking You have a femininity thing. series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just because of the influences of purity culture and... Oof, yeah. The the attack on femininity, I would say. I would say that in general, uh-huh. the world hates femininity almost more than like <laughs> women. Yeah. Because that's so interesting. I think that's that's a lot of the the um pushback that a lot of gay men face. It's it's acting feminine. Yeah. Acting effeminate. Absolutely. <laughs> you know. Um so femininity is something that has been over-exaggerated or just stigmatized with being like bimbo or like uh, just loves pink and all these things. <laughs> yeah, sure. Which pink is awesome. Um, any listeners that... Our know, community are loves into, pink. Yeah. I, I've been sold on pink. You know, I'm, going, I'm coming around great. to pink. Yeah. Little boys used to wear pink instead of blue in the 1800s. It. Yeah. It's all constructed. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much to be said about femininity and women in the church, um, especially with non-binary folks in the mix, like femininity is, is a really, uh, it can be a jarring, like topic. a charged word. Yeah. Yeah. Topic well, masculinity and femininity, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is a teaser. Yeah. This is a teaser yeah. of things to come because we could probably, I'm imagining we could just like turn this into a Yobcast and like, all right, let's get Ryan on the line and let's yeah. get, let's get him in, involved too. But this is, uh, I think, I think I'm pretty sure I'm like, I feel like I'm a pretty intuitive person that I think that this isn't the last time we'll talk to you and have a blog from you and or other things. So, so listeners, readers, supporters will just have to stay tuned, keep coming back and right. get in touch. Let us know. You can, you can send the email. You can also comment by the way, like on the episode, go to yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast, go to the ConvoCast episode with Aaron. And mm-hmm. why don't you just say hello, say hello. If you're a man, if you're a woman, yeah. Um, you know, tell us whatever you want to know. Ask us questions. We love questions. So do that as well. Questions and friendship are great. So yeah. Questions and friendship. Yeah. <laughs> So any yeah anybody I would be happy to to chat with you and connect. Absolutely, Aaron. This was lovely. This went so fast. It's like we're done. the sand, sand ran out of our hourglass a while ago. But like I said, we were I knew we were going to go over, and that's totally fine. We had a good good little conversation here today. I'm excited to see where the where the road goes here in the Blue Ridge. Thank you for coming. Oh. Thank you for coming to the Blue Ridge on this chilly winter day. 
Yeah, it's it's good for the soul. It is. Everyone listening, <laughs> come to the Blue Ridge. It's good for the soul. You missed the the little snowstorm we had. We had a little bit of a snow oh, flurry man, two I days ago. A snowstorm. It's not really much on the ground right now, but it was a beautiful <laughs> little little teaser snowfall. I'm, I'm hopeful we'll get a couple bigger snows later in the year. But I'm kind of glad I missed the snow. Honestly. Oh really? I I can't function in. Well, you know, you know, living in Charlotte, you're just a few hours away from the beach. I know. (laughs) That's the good thing about Charlotte. This is a plug. This combo cast is sponsored by Charlotte. Charlotte, (laughs) the best city to get you other places that exist. Best thing about Charlotte is it's two and a half hours from the beach and two and a half hours from the mountains. (laughs) You get the best of both worlds. And then in the meantime, you got to deal with Charlotte itself during the rest of the year. But no. We're you redeeming know, Charlotte. It's coming. It's up and coming. I used to live in Charlotte. I Charlotte's like my little brother that I can make fun of because I, I lived there for a year. And it wasn't the greatest year of my life, but it was instrumental. It was part of the story. And I have dear friends now, yourself included, that call it home. So I'll have to make my own way there more often. Well, Aaron, safe journeys. We'll talk again soon. And listeners, until we cast our next convo, talk to you next time. Bye, Bye. friends. And you didn't notice the dying plant in the corner. Have you noticed that? No, I didn't <laughs> notice the dying plant. It's actually coming corner. back to life because when I was out of town for three weeks, I came back to a plant that was in very rough shape and it looks horrible now, but the leaves that are currently standing upright were formerly drooping. Mm. So I think those mm. ones are coming back to life. I do think though, a bunch of the leaves need to be sacrificed, need to be cut off, need to be um, pruned maybe mm-hmm. as pr- to use Christian language, maybe. I don't know. Like the Princess Bride, I know you haven't seen it, but I have. Oh, you have? I mean, I haven't seen the Princess Bride. <laughs> Never mind. I thought you I've said seen you it like didn't have twenty-five didn't times. Oh, I know what I'm. I'm misremembering someone yeah. else. Oh, okay. Eugene had brought it up, and he said that people in his tribe did not see <laughs> okay. the Princess Bride. It's uh, mostly it's mostly alive. It's not mostly dead. Mostly alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you ever talk to your plant? Do you ever just like? This is the most attention I've given him, so maybe. <laughs> just touch the plant. Yeah, maybe I just gotta give it some human contact. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.